This is a Shock Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that's just like Chelsea. No, we're not rich. Our application to postpone today's episode was also denied. <laughs> Today we have Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? He was hoping to go on a Christmas break. Don't bluff lah, Karam. <laughs> you read me like a book. <laughs> is that code? <laughs> I am Faisal American. The only thing that is broken about me is my heart. And my mind. Today, our Christmas-themed topics include EPL matches, four Chelsea subs, AFF Cup, Malaysia is out, and a partridge in a pear tree. I'm sorry, I can't help it. Lah. It's the Christmas moon, man. <laughs> it was a good try. <laughs> Less than half of the Premier League's matches took place at the weekend. Um, six fixtures had to be postponed because of COVID-19 outbreaks. And for those that went ahead, uh, some of them didn't even have enough subs. Uh, specifically, Chelsea's match against Wolves. Chelsea wanted the match to be postponed as well. But the Premier League said no. Uh, because of COVID, the Blues could only uh, have six players on the subs bench, including four outfield players. Now, the Premier League's decision for them to play on was baffling, wasn't it? I thought it was because uh, Chelsea have legit reasons to postpone the match because uh, the lack of players that they had to participate in the match. Just like what happened to Leicester and Tottenham in the previous week. But I'm not sure why that the Premier League des- decided to say no. Money. And <laughs> because they're a bigger team than Tottenham and Leicester, you're saying? So, um, and Chelsea, I, I thought Chelsea paid for it because they, they drew the match nil-nil. Although Chelsea did field out a decent team, not not their full strength team, but it, it was a decent team. The team was enough. The quality in the team was enough to defeat Wolves, I must say, in that match. But it wasn't meant to be. It ended up nil-nil. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it was Chelsea, I, I think, is the biggest loser in this case. It was a strong enough squad for the day. But remember, they have lots of matches uh, coming up. And with a depleted squad, it is going to affect them really badly. It will. Uh, down the road, it will. Because, okay, now, let's say they can only feel four outfield players as, as their subs. Uh, with, the, with the festive seasons coming... Uh, match uh, matches are coming in thick and fast, so the players are bound to be fatigued. Uh, they don't have enough rest. They need to play what two matches in three or four days, so that is going to take a toll on the squad, especially for Chelsea, a depleted squad. So, like again, like I said, it's Chelsea is the biggest loser unless mm. unless the Premier League decided to reverse their decision to postpone the league. More on that just a bit later. But, you know, this just highlights how big of a public issue it should be, right? I mean, especially since the latest confirmed case was Jorginho. Um, He tested positive after travelling with the team and dining with them. So Chelsea could even have more cases coming up. And that is a huge worry. It is, it is, it totally is because uh, the risk that the Chelsea squad are facing right now is like, it's it's massive. It's 
it's very risky and like like we said in the previous episode health issues public health issues is 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 the main concern we want the players to be to be healthy to be safe while performing but currently to me the situation is is absolutely the reverse of what we wanted right so wolves and uh, chelsea ended in a goalless draw uh, the blues are in third place in the EPL table man city are at the top with a 4-0 thrashing of Newcastle. Uh, Liverpool had a 2-0 draw at Tottenham to lie in second place. This match was uh, controversial for its own reasons. Uh, Liverpool lost Andy Robertson to a red card for a harsh challenge on a Spurs player. But uh, Liverpool argue that Harry Kane should have been sent off as well for a similar challenge on uh, Robertson earlier. Yes, and let's go to the Harry Kane's challenge first because that occurred first in the match. I've seen less worse tackle than Kane's got sent off. And mm. I thought Kane's foot was a bit high when he challenged Robertson. I don't know why the referee just gave a booking. Maybe the the contact was minimal. Uh, maybe, I don't know. But I've seen in social media that Liverpool fans uh, are arguing the case that Robertson's uh, challenge was was uh, was less worse than Harry Kane. It, it was pretty similar, wasn't it? <laughs> it was pretty similar, but I think... Uh, Robertson was was really swinging his leg out to to get the ball, and he did not get the ball and took out the 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 Spurs player's leg legs mm-hmm. with force. I thought maybe it was because of the impact that that Robertson caused, and the referee reviewed the VAR and overturned his decision from a yellow to a red. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why the same thing did not happen on Harry Kane's challenge. So that was quite baffling. I agree. And uh, Liverpool also agree that uh, Robertson deserved his red card. As for Kane, right, I have to admit, he was very lucky not to get sent off. He was. But Jurgen Klopp did ask a good question. Robertson was sent off after a VAR review. Uh, Like you, he was asking why there wasn't a review for Kane as well. Uh, Personally, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's England captain. Hmm? (laughs) Hashtag conspiracy theory. Uh, because the 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 use of VAR is still quite vague to me, I think. Because we don't know when the VAR will be used to review a certain decision, and what criteria is needed to be for for a certain decision to be reviewed. So mm-hmm. maybe we can see a clearer criteria for this kind of incidents. So that's what it all boils down to, isn't it? Transparency. But then, if refs were transparent, we wouldn't be seeing all these stupid decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it is the EPL and to be honest, we all quite like the drama that is in the EPL, right? So yeah, we are getting Not what we want. Not when it affects my team though. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, other match that was held this weekend was uh, Arsenal against Leeds. Arsenal beating Leeds 4-1. Now still on the EPL, uh, some reports say that all of next week's uh, round of matches could be postponed because of COVID. <clears throat> they should. <laughs> <laughs> um, expect a decision to be made on this either today or tomorrow. There are also calls for a two-week circuit breaker as well. Even better. It is. It, it, uh, like we said, we've talked about this in the previous episode and they totally should postpone, postpone the league for, for two weeks 
for a certain amount of time and, and mm-hmm. for the for the covid cases to go down and mm. i hope i hope that all the, t- uh, the this meeting will come up with a positive result that the league will be will be rested will be postponed for 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 that amount of time but the downside is that we have nothing to watch maybe on the weekends and the midweek yeah that is true that is true <laughs> note to bosses uh, can we take a break postponement <laughs> <laughs> And and to to make things worse, Faisal, what are we going to write for our news report? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everything is done and dusted already. Before we move on to the next topic, right? Um, about this circuit breaker, uh, Klopp raised a good point about this as well. I mean, it's all well and good to have two weeks break, right? But clubs uh, have to persuade their players to take booster shots as well during this time. Otherwise, you can go off for two weeks. They'll play again. They'll get COVID again. And it's a never-ending cycle. Uh, so there has to be uh, these preventative measures as well. It is important because uh, I'm not sure about the figures, but quite a few players are still unvaccinated, right? Yes, that's what I've read as, as well. And But the, the thing is, when it comes to human rights, so it's up to the individuals whether they want to get the, the booster shots or not. So... I'm not sure whether the the UK government or I might say can can mewajibkan all these players to get the booster shots that remain to be seen but in all honesty we we should get the booster shots just to just to prevent more covid cases. Yeah 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 exactly booster shots are important uh, we should all get our booster shots. Uh, let's move on to the AFF Cup. Uh, Malaysia eliminated in the group stage. The national team finished in third place in group B after losing to Indonesia last night. Yes and uh Oh, this this comes with a heavy heart. I thought Malaysia started the match well the, for the first fifteen to twenty minutes. I think they 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 controlled possession. They dominated the game. They were putting pressure on the Indonesians, and Kogile Suarin put Malaysia in front in the f- around fifteen minute mark. I think with a half volley shot, which was a superb goal. But after that, after scoring that goal, Malaysia, our national team, just kind of sat back and inviting Indonesia to to mm. put an onslaught on the defense and mind you Indonesia is a very very fit team a young mm. team and a fit team so they overran our players uh, our defense line look out of place especially our fullbacks uh, which is Rizal Ghazali on the right and Shami Safari on the left they took advantage of that and without our two uh, main centre backs Idil Zafwan and Sharul Saad, who is out due to injury, they they ran riot. They ran riot on our defensive mm. line. Uh, we've said it previously, right? Their campaign was hampered by injuries and COVID. Uh, Malaysia could have brought as many as thirty players to the FF EFF Cup, but they took a smaller squad. Do you think our overall results would have been better if we had a bigger team? Yes and no. Okay, they did bring a smaller squad, but if I'm not mistaken, they brought just 22 or 24 players. So let's say that six or eight places left in the squad consists of pure central midfielders or pure defensive midfielders. I thought I think Malaysia would have a better chance going deep into the tournament. But um, like I said in the previous previous episodes, uh, we only have Badrul Bakhtia and Muhairi Ajmal as the true as a true central midfielders and Badrol was deployed as a central defensive midfielder and Badrol is is at the almost at the end of his career he's like 33 34 if i'm not mistaken so i don't mm-hmm. think he has the legs 
to play 90 minutes for the full tournament and it showed last night and Tan Cheng Ho's decision to play Faisal Halim in central midfield as well. Uh, mind you, Faisal Halim is a winger. So uh, he deployed Faisal in the central midfield area along with Kogile Suaren. Uh, for the first 20 minutes, like I said, they did well. But as the game goes on, Indonesia just have too much quality and Malaysia had no true defensive midfielder like your Busquets, your Mascheranos, your Makaleles, your Kantes. There are no players as that and it backfired. Well, you know what they say, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we're already coming up to 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, before we wrap up this episode, uh, let's talk a bit about the uh, BWF World Championships. What do you think of our campaign there? We did not reach our target, I guess. Uh, I thought our national squad would do better in this tournament. Uh, the exception goes to our men's double, Ong Yu Sintio Iyi, who won bronze. They were eliminated in the semi-finals against the Japanese pair. But sad news to our our main singles, uh, Lee Zijia, who retired in the quarterfinals. Third round, eh? quarterfinal. Eh? Uh, do you want me to put in the whole music? <laughs> yes, put in the whole music. Let me check. Quarterfinals, okay. Mm. Uh, sad news for our main men singles Lee Zijia who had to forfeit his match in the quarterfinals due to injury did you see his blister Faisal? oh yeah it was oh, horrible it, it was horrible so props to Lee Zijia for trying to play with those kind of blisters but at this high level intensity match I'm it's understandable that he could not continue the match. It, it showed that when, after the match, in the press conference, he could not utter a single word. So he just, he just walked off to the dressing room. Um, but I, uh, I'm hoping that something needs to be done in this sport. Because did you know that the men's single champions was Loki and you from Singapore? Mm-hmm. And did you know how many times that Malaysia have tried to win a title in this tournament? And failed. And Singapore did it on their first attempt. So, <laughs> so let's just leave it at that, Faisal. <laughs> okay, with that, we've come to the end of another Podball Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Happy holidays, guys. I am Faisal American. And I am Karami Kamil. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.